Alrighty, Yokes, before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. I'm talking about more episodes, more merchandise, camp bacon and eggs. Uh, uh, I know you're in. Uh, and we want to make more podcasts for you, but we cannot do it alone. If you enjoyed this episode and want more Bacon and Eggs, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and check out some of the great rewards here we got over there. Our most popular rewards here is going to be at the $5 level. That gets you access to the show after the show, which is the Hash Browns, and it's super funny. And it's usually an AMA, or at least we say that it is, but it's almost never an AMA. Usually it's just Ethan and I riffing on something other than movies for like 15 to 45 minutes. And it's a lot of fun. I think you'll really like it. Uh, uh, and it also gets you access to our Discord server where there are over 100 patrons of WBNE who just want to be nice to you. And and really, I would only recommend our Discord server if you are looking to make just the best friends of your entire life, which if you are, I recommend our Discord server. It's $3 a month and I would bump that up to the $5 to get the access to the hash browns as well because we have a lot of fun making them and I hope you have a lot of fun listening to them. Anyway, that's enough of me rambling. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Bacon and Eggs and thank you so much for pledging on patreon um and i'll see you in the show howdy yokes and welcome back to bacon and eggs i'm tyler garlin and i'm becca eddows and today we're crashing our boat or maybe we're just learning to speak so collect an elephant hair and defeat sabor because today we're bringing you tarzan It, it has occurred to me, Becca, uh, that as soon as we've started recording. Also, thank you so much to Becca Eddowes from Sincerely Us, a WBNE podcast. One of the most talented, interesting, and funny people I know for joining me while Ethan's oh in goodness. India. That was the sweetest what, thing I've ever heard. What, <laughs> what, what a great thing that's happening. Thank you so much for being here. If you don't listen to her podcast, Sincerely Us, you absolutely have to. I know that the caption says for casual musical theater fans, but if you're not a musical theater fan, maybe you will be. And if you are a musical theater fan, then don't be a snob and like the show. Absolutely. We're definitely non-pretentious over there. Non-pretentious. Yeah. Yes. What's what's your favorite show? Dear Evan Hansen. I was ready for a pretentious answer. Oh, a pretentious answer? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what a pretentious answer su- uh, would be. Probably Sunday in the Park with George. Oh my God. That is the most pretentious Broadway answer I've ever heard. <laughs> I actually don't even know anything about it besides that Ben Platt is going to be in the movie and it's going to take 30 years to film. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited uh, to be th- here. It occurs to me, what I'm trying to say is that I don't know if I have, because I'm editing this show, I don't know if I have the audio file for the intro music. So if you heard our intro music, I nailed it. <laughs> if you didn't hear our intro music, then I'm really sorry, Andrew Scott Bell. Ethan is in India and I cannot get the file from him. <laughs> <laughs> you should use our intro music. No. Okay. <laughs> You're, yeah. Anyway. Um, how do we start so the show? We start the show. I, I'm going to give you the stats because I always run them down, but I have said like every word so far and I just want you to read them. Okay. So that way people can hear more of your wonderful, wonderful voice. Listen, I've been a fan of the show for like two years, so I'm so excited to get to be doing mm. this right now. Okay. That's a lot. Okay. Okay. So Tarzan was directed by Chris Buck and Kevin Lima on June. It came out on June 6th. <laughs> June 18th, 
on June 18th, 1999, which was 7,529 days ago. That's, that doesn't seem like long enough, honestly. Um, it has it had a $130 million budget and it made- Whopping $130 million budget. That's so much for an animated <laughs> movie before the year 2000. That's so many dollars. I feel like, is that not normal for animation? Because I guess I don't know. I would think that like Frozen costs that much. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and this one was drawn, so, like, I feel like it shouldn't cost that much. Yeah, because who, I mean, like, what are animators' hands? Oh, you obviously. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Only the most There's talented a... artists in the world get no money. Right. There's also a lot of CG in this. There's, like, all the all the trees and everything yeah. when he's, like, sliding through. That's all CG. Um, yeah, you can definitely tell. Yeah. <laughs> hey, be nice. <laughs> no, I like Tarzan, but I definitely, during all of the, like, tree sliding parts, I was like, ooh, yeah. Ooh, that, d- ooh. that took me out. <laughs> It's not quite integrated. Right. Uh, well, made $448 million worldwide, which like, good for you, Disney, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it had a... Uh, so I have Tyler. What? 89% critic. Okay. It had an 89% critic and 75% audience on Rotten Tomatoes and a 79 on Metacritic, which like, I agree. Like, I agree with that. I disagree. I, I, I'm surprised the audience doesn't like it more. Yeah. I mean, it might be, I feel like those are newer, like if people going back and watching it non-nostalgically, because I've only seen this movie once before yesterday. So yeah. Okay, so wait a minute, back up, hold on. (laughs) So strip the nostalgia, which I did. I watched it through the lens of, uh, as a parent who was on a business trip away from his daughter, uh, like his baby daughter. Yeah. And uh, like, I just cried through the whole first act, (laughs) just like sobbed. Like when they had the dead parents on screen, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that definitely, yeah, that was probably the best part of the whole entire movie was the like up sequence or like even the even the sequence from do you want to build a snowman from frozen like very those-esque movies i know i know i'm wearing the shirt of literally the scene of course listeners can't see it (laughs) but hakuna matata is my least favorite song and like part of the lion king it is always like i understand that like it's this important lesson that simba has to learn but the thought of him like watching his father die and then in the next scene being like it means no worries Like, I get that you needed something to cling to. I understand how it happened. But then, like, outside of the film, it's like love is an open door. It's like, the whole point of the movie is that we shouldn't be celebrating this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You I know? mean, I love love is an open door. Uh, Unpopular opinion, I really like Hans as a character. So, like, uh, yeah, I really like love is an open door. I wish that he had sang more. Oh, I do, too. Yeah. I also wish that... Christoph saying more. Yeah. Speaking, I have a musical theater podcast and that is one of my favorite musical theater actors, Jonathan Groff. So I totally agree. And I mm, was not happy with his treatment in Frozen 2, but it's fine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. He gets a whole freaking like 80s ballad in Frozen 2. Yeah, but that song Redemption. did not match the rest of the soundtrack. And that bothered me. But I do um, like the song. I th- I think what they were trying to do. Yeah, I get what they were trying to do. And I liked the message of the song. And I liked like his character arc. But I just, I like him singing musical theater. And he didn't. So that's the only reason. Uh, all in all, in Frozen 2, the whole point of Kristoff is like, everybody loves this character. Jonathan Groff went from not being nobody, but not being somebody to 
King George since mm-hmm. Frozen 1 came out. Mm-hmm. And now, like, we have to obviously give him a song. But this second movie is just straight up not about Anna and Kristoff's relationship I in the way know. that it was in the first one. It wasn't about them in the first one either. It kind of was. No, I mean, it it's, it's about, about Anna and Elsa. From Kristoff's perspective, yeah. But I think what grabs you and what interests you is more what's going on with, uh, like, he doesn't have as much a part in, I've only seen it the one time in theater, so maybe I don't, I miss her Me memory. Too. But I feel like Olaf fills the void that Kristoff being like separated on accident Mm. yeah i I get that i don't know i just i have a soft spot for jonathan groff because i was the biggest glee fan ever and he was my favorite character on glee even though he was awful and i want him to exclusively play villains and Kristoff. so i guess i guess maybe i'm just biased but also i had just been watching mindhunter right when frozen came out so like frozen 2 i mean i just was really into jonathan groff i'm always into jonathan groff don't get me wrong not (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just i love anytime a musical theater actor gets to do something else like that brings me the most joy is when i get to yeah. see them do something else well and, and you guys talked a lot about that and of course we're not talking about tarzan even a little bit we'll get there i <laughs> promise <laughs> you guys talked a lot about that in your recent episode that was the interview with oh my gosh i'm forgetting her name amanda, uh, flynn. amanda flynn yeah oh my gosh she was amazing yeah she's my favorite person amazing ever. human being Wow. Um, <laughs> but when when you guys were doing the interview with her, you talked a lot about how like Glee and Hamilton changed the game, mm-hmm. especially for Broadway actors who like didn't necessarily want to be a career Broadway actor. It was just sort of like the path that they ended up on. Right. But that's like, you know, that's sort of like a, a finale almost. It's like if you end up on Broadway by the time you're 22, like, you still have 43 years of pre-retirement career ahead of you. Absolutely. And then for actors, I mean, there's plenty of actors who continue after they're 65. Oh, definitely. Uh, there's an actor in Hadestown right now, Andre DeShields, who is 77 and still does eight shows a week. And he's the main character in Hadestown. Yeah, so, like, exactly. <laughs> he's incredible. I just, I usually am not a big fan of like, quote unquote, the old man character in musicals, but I just love listening to him sing. And he's so incredible. We're actually going to talk about him a lot next week. So Who's the old man in Hamilton? Because Washington is the best character. Uh, there isn't really a old man in Hamilton, but Washington is my favorite character. So. Oh, yeah. I relate. Well, him and Eliza are pretty tied. Okay, so let's get back to Tarzan for just at least a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I have a positive review from a professional critic. Uh, This comes from Lisa Alspector of the Chicago Reader. I think both of the reviews we have are from, like, theater time release. Sometimes Mm. we grab them. They're like, I'm a beggar watch this in 2014. And you know what? (laughs) It wasn't Tarzan. Tarzan didn't have a beard. (laughs) What's that about? Is that a mustache? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, which I really, I think that voice is is exactly how they sound. Absolutely. Uh, All of the trolls on Rotten Tomatoes, that's exactly what they sound like. That's exactly what they sound like. Uh, but this is from Lisa Alspector, the Chicago Reader. Uh, and she says, The stylized physiques and movements of the characters in this exciting animated musical romance adventure are at once realist and fantastic. I like her description of musical romance adventure. That's like all my favorite things put in one. I know. There's so many things going on in this movie. And it's wild. And it's, yeah, Literally. it's so, so good. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a negative review from John Popick of Planet S Magazine. He says, It can't keep up the pace and it fails to generate the laughs that adults have enjoyed in Disney's past two summer hits, Mulan and Hercules. I agree. I mean, Mulan and Hercules are like my faves. So that's... If I was watching them when these came out, I mean, I was only five years old when this came out, but if I was watching them as these came out, I probably would agree. Hercules is my favorite. I know. I love Milan and Hercules. I definitely don't want to discredit that at all. Um, But Tarzan, to me, falls into that same category in a way that I was surprised. I did not expect to finish the movie and be like, man, this is undersold a lot. Right. Um, And I really, really liked it. I I thought it was fantastic. Um, I did think that there was a pacing issue where, like, the first act is incredible, and then there's the sort of 
of rite of passage scene and i would i would mark that as like the end of the first act really where he kills sabor definitely and then and then it gets really slow up until him and jane like really start communicating Mm. like even the trash in the camp thing is like why is this even in here yeah exactly (laughs) just because they wanted rosie o'donnell to sing apparently right yeah i like turk though turk's a great character I didn't know Turk was female until this watching. In my head, Turk has always been male. So like, even though she was played by Rosie O'Donnell, in my head, she was always male. So it literally blew my mind <laughs> that it, they kept referring to her as like Missy or a girl. Oh, yeah. That that did throw me off as a child, but I did know. I, yeah, I knew. Yeah. Again, I probably only watched this less than a handful of times. So I think that I just have like a pop culture reference of this movie. So it was really interesting watching it yesterday and taking notes and being like, I did not remember any of this story (laughs) you took notes yeah just a little bit like half a page but one of my favorite ones was i just love phil collins oh my gosh i was under the so this is a phil collins thing i was under the impression that the songs um were much more like sort of radio forward i mean they are Mm. there's no doubt about that that he like wrote songs that like this could be for the movie or this could be for the radio right i did not realize how well they fit what was going on on screen like i i remember being a child and watching this movie and thinking to myself like man these are radio songs that they just plopped into this movie and i guess they kind (laughs) of work well right Uh, and and when I was watching it, like he's literally describing like exactly what's happening. You like build the beams strong, build the walls mm-hmm. high, uh, you know, things like that. And like it doesn't make any sense outside of the context of the film. No, like I love all of the songs from this movie. The only one I really like know every single word to is "You'll Be in My Heart" because of <laughs> a Disney uh, Disney Mania Four CD, which is like all the Disney like not even channel stars, but like Disney artists covering Disney songs. And Teddy Geiger. Um, recovered it at the time and she's just incredible but that's the only reason I know all of the words to that song um, but it definitely made me tear up a little bit during that scene right at the beginning when she's like adopting Tarzan yeah, when um, she's like deciding yeah yeah she's deciding you know like I'm going to take this baby also I guess I never I wrote this down I never understood that her she had a baby that died like that just never clicked in my head um, yeah so Sabor kills the yeah. baby ape and the parent humans Right, which is like, good job, Disney. Good parallel. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. I mean, what just an amazing setup you got here. (laughs) I think think they're going to have a good career ahead of them. Yeah, I think. (laughs) You guys are going to drop a film about sisters real soon. Yeah, real soon. In uh, 14 years. years. (laughs) 13 or 14 years, yeah. Yeah. That's just going to knock the socks off this whole (laughs) animated film thing entirely. So kind of going back to uh, like similar realm when we were talking about frozen have you ever heard of the like frozen theory that connects tarzan have i heard of the super carlin brothers frozen theory about tarzan that wasn't just a super carlin brothers was it no it wasn't just them but they oh, did okay. make a video about it yeah oh, did i have they? <laughs> yeah um they made a video about it and it was like uh the somebody important at it. frozen no somebody important at frozen was like oh this is a great theory really and like confirmed it yeah that's cool. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. Of course, it, it falls apart with Frozen yeah, 2. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up because like, I love that theory. I also love the theory that the Frozen um, parents were going to, to uh, Ar- nope, Arendelle's Frozen. Corona? Yeah, Corona from Tangled to like go to uh, Rapunzel's wedding. So I really like that theory. But I kind of <laughs> wish that Frozen 2 didn't debunk that because I like thinking that Tarzan is related to Anna and Elsa. I did also. I felt like it gives some like genetic credibility to, no, I was going to say Anna's like fighting prowess but i was thinking of rapunzel so <laughs> now i'm to be 
fair, though, they are pretty similar. Who, Anna and Rapunzel? Mm-hmm. That's why I like them a lot. Anna's my favorite princess. I love Anna. We got to meet Anna in Disney World. It was amazing. <gasps> With and we got to meet Rapunzel. Outfit. And Elsa's new outfit. Yeah, I'm jealous. I saw them in September. They didn't have their new no outfits. No new outfits. Yep. I just remember Eni literally texting me being like, do not look at any of Anna or Elsa's new outfits. It's so many spoilers. And I was like, <laughs> and I just like deleted Instagram. <laughs> I was so scared. Um, I, I like the new outfits. I'll tell you one thing about seeing the characters in the parks. Mm. When I was in college, I had like multiple friends who were like, quote unquote, you know, friends with yeah. Donald Duck or friends with Goofy or, or I even had friends who were like princesses, like face actors. Yeah. And like when I went in college, we went and met Ariel and it was very much like I'm sitting down next to just some college aged girl making $13 an hour. <laughs> Like, like, it was so in my head about it. Yeah. You know, like, she, do- she doesn't care about any of this. But since I graduated college and since I have, like, done more, I don't want to say performing, because I, I don't know that I would call bacon and eggs and bagels performing. But, like, when we went I and would. met the princesses, the suspension of belief was so much more there. Like, obviously, I know that you're not actually a princess. <laughs> I know that you're just some college-aged girl making $12 an hour. Yeah. Like, we're, we're all in on it. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, it, it felt, like, the magic felt much more real. The performance felt much more real. Like, you walk in and like you ask them a question and Anna's like oh Olaf would love that and you're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's so good I'm so like I know. you, you I, handled I that cried. so well <laughs> <laughs> like straight up cried and I'd already met Anna and Elsa so when I went in like 2016 my sister asked me if there was anything I wanted to do because I was we we're I was kind of like crashing her family vacation rock on, um, rock and on. I said I want to meet all four of my favorite princesses I want to meet Sophia Merida Anna and Moana they all end in uh now that I think about it um and Merida I had my hair down when I met her and for those of you that don't know I have very curly hair yes and yeah like incredibly curly and when I met her I had my hair down and like the light of my life was her saying you know sometimes you have to put your hair down and just let it blow in the wind and I really like how um she she said something about like a Scottish way to keep your hair not get frizzy and I just was the whole time just like starry-eyed like I am in love with you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I buy in a thousand percent it's and not even, even with the characters it's not even like I buy in a thousand percent which I do like I definitely like I, I'll go into it now and I'm like just let me suspend belief let right. me let me have the experience but the other part of it is like I know that you are a 22 year old working for $12 mm-hmm. but I also know that you're a 22 year old working for $12 who freaking loves what she does yeah you know what I'm saying like you relish in this performance every day mm-hmm. and that's almost like part of the fun and part of the joy of like going in and being a part of it is like I don't know like because I don't have that issue when I go to a play it's like that's not Evan Hansen on stage that's somebody else right you know, this isn't all just happening right before my eyes oh yeah you know? I totally so I'm like the perfect person to see a show or go to a Disney park or uh I don't know anything like I you are just the movie. most perfect person thanks Tyler you this are. is why this is why I like talking to you you just shower me with compliments <laughs> <laughs> But also your personality. <laughs> um, but I I just, I forget that I'm watching something. So when I saw Waitress um, back in December, which is a musical, um, I knew hardly anything about the show. And at the end, at like the end of act one, when the lights came up, I just sat there next to my friend and I just looked at her and I just started crying. <laughs> and I was it's like, over? <laughs> what did I just experience? And they're like, no, it, there's going to be another act. And like totally forgot all of my knowledge about musicals. I was like, what just happened um so i like 
a thousand percent buy in to every single thing that I watch. And like, I think that's why I love Disney so much because when I walk in and I see the castle, I'm like, that's Cinderella's castle. Like that's, that's where Disney started. <laughs> there's, there's, so there's no part of you that's like, Cinderella gets the castle really? No. I mean, I don't like <laughs> Cinderella. So like, that's annoying, but she- Give me Elsa's castle. I mean, when I went in 2016, I I think they do this every winter, but this is the first time I experienced it. They like changed her castle and like Elsa came out and like froze the castle and it was a whole part before the fireworks. Oh, it was so cool. Now I'm just thinking about that. Tyler, you can't bring up Disney park stuff and just expect me to be able to carry a conversation with you. (laughs) Truthfully, I did not know that you were so Disney park focused, that you were so Disney park invested. This is- Even more than the movies. I I would say, that's what I've learned about Disney parks people is that Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't go to the Disney parks and think about their relationship with- the films because there are plenty of the films that I me personally I'm not like a huge Lilo and Stitch fan <laughs> that may be blasphemy a little uh, bit <laughs> I haven't seen the film probably since at least within a few years of its release mm. so I, I I don't know that I could say I'm a fan or not <laughs> Um, well, I could say that I'm currently not, um, but like Lilo and Stitch is all over the parks mm-hmm. and I just don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. You know, it's about the, the Disney magic, the, the nice mm-hmm. employees. Cause like we're coming from a city like Roanoke, our, our employees, our customer service here is like an epidemic. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> I if couldn't even to... handle that. Cause I am. Because I've been in customer service since I was like 15. Oh, I me too. So like, I have so many expectations. And if you don't follow them, I'm like, all right. Like, I know how hard your job is, but also it's not that hard to be nice. It's and not like, that hard to be nice. And also be nice comes before everything else. Yeah, literally. Like I worked at Kmart and Olympia Sports. And I think that those two um, really defined my customer service. Because I know when I think about Kmart, I think about exceptional customer service. Okay. Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, think about this is a company that's held up by its <laughs> superior customers and didn't go out of business. I don't know what you're talking about. Did not go out of business. <laughs> well, I think so. Um, my mom's a nurse, and so like she has very specific uh, standards when it comes to customer service too. So it may have just been like her side coaching me. <laughs> but um, when I worked at Olympia Sports, which I don't know, do you have that company down there? No, I don't know what that is. It's just a sports store. It's kind of like Dick's but smaller. Um, okay. Yeah. And so when I worked there. I had like two weeks of just customer service training. Like it was bananas. Oh yeah. All yeah. about how can we, I mean, I still work in customer service. Like when I'm not yeah. doing this job, I, I take service calls for a company and then mm-hmm. I go out and make sales calls. Like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm no stranger to customer service, but like there's a, a restaurant chain in Roanoke and I have no problem putting them on blast. They're called <laughs> McAdoo's and it doesn't matter which one you go to. They can be dead empty and you can go in and get a table after waiting 15 minutes order a cold cut sandwich and wait half an hour to receive that cold cut sandwich i'm talking no cooking nothing just just meat and cheese and lettuce and mayo and and oil and vinegar on bread to my table i won't even order fries you can give me a bag of chips and that will take 45 minutes to receive you could walk home and make a sandwich and come back you go walk because i used to work so so the mcadoo's by my parents house not that by my parents house people chill uh, <laughs> uh, is attached is in the building that I used to work in so like at lunch it was very normal for us to just walk upstairs and like go to the go to McAdoo's for lunch yeah. we had an hour lunch and like more than once I would go to McAdoo's and get a cold cut sandwich and be gone for over an hour and I would like miss my clock in in the building <laughs> be like, can you just deliver this to me in two hours <laughs> just like 
Uh, the worst. Well, I mean, I, I don't even know what excuse they could give. We've been slammed at the bar, man. You know, lunch is really kind of a... There's nobody here. I'm standing in front of you. <laughs> right. I didn't even want a table. I would have... T- we had a, We have a kitchen in the furniture store. I could go eat there. Yeah. Yeah, that's why... Um, I'm in customer service too, because I work for a bus company. So I literally hang out with old people all day, um, which are either the easiest or the hardest people to please there's no in between there's none yeah none no. whatsoever no so uh either i'm the greatest person they've ever met in their entire life and i'm so sweet and peppy or i'm the worst person i've they've ever met in their entire life because i'm sweet and peppy there's you never know what you're gonna get um so i totally this job it probably tests my patience the most but also it's my favorite job besides podcasting so. you have patience i didn't know you were like a doctor like... <laughs> uh no, I'm a client. Are they, they're clients, I mean. Oh, you made a joke. Never mind. It, it was a joke. Because <laughs> it tested your patience. It was, a, it was a great, it was a great joke. Okay, Um, I have a guest on, and if I don't talk Tarzan, I'm going to get chewed the heck out on my Twitter DMs. <laughs> so let's talk a little Tarzan. Let's just, a, just a teensy bit of Tarzan. Now, ladies and gentlemen who are frustrated we're not talking about Tarzan, you signed up for this. You know that Bacon and Eggs <laughs> is a show that starts by watching Tarzan and then going wherever the conversation goes. Only we don't watch Tarzan every week. It's a different right. movie every time. Right. And also, this isn't Bacon and Eggs. This is Bacon and Eddos. <laughs> oh. oh, it's still Bacon and Eggs, though. <laughs> Well, I just think it's so funny that, because I've said this to you before, I was like, listen, I could be on any time because my initials are (laughs) B-E. I will take either spot. It's fine. Um, No, I'm not taking Ethan's spot. He's too awesome. He is is very, very awesome. He's in India as a videographer right now. What is that? I, yeah. That's so wild to me that he's just like, like, like I'm used to being talking to him constantly on discord. And then like, we haven't talked in like three days and I'm like, are you okay? Imagine being me. Imagine being (laughs) me. I know you guys are best friends. (laughs) It's like, it's crazy. I've been talking to Mary Clay so much lately, which is fine. I love Mary Clay, but it's like, like we are constantly talking. (laughs) Yeah, you're like Mary Clay. Mary Clay. I've been talking Mary to you for every single day for 15 for, years. For 15 years. So do you think maybe <laughs> we could talk all the time for the next week and a half? Like I need I need someone to just to just, just keep me just company. Just listen, yes, to my words. <laughs> That's how – so Eni went on – Eni's my co-host uh, – went on a cruise last year and I was distraught for a week. I was like, who's going to listen to me? No one else cares what I'm talking about. I just, who's going to listen to me go on and on and send her 45 minutes of Snapchat? <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not really 45 minutes, but it's a lot. <laughs> I've seen your Instagram stories. It's not not 45 minutes. I okay? mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not always that long, Tyler. You're going to push people off from following me. Uh, um, actually, straight up, if you don't follow Becca Edda's on Instagram, you are wasting your time. It is much better than whatever your friends from high school are posting. I don't care about their filters, lunch. Though. There's a lot of the head there's, filters. There's a lot of head filters. Me saying stupid things about it. Yes. You know what this movie has that makes it so great? Oh, yeah. Tarzan. Much like Jurassic World, Jane runs through the jungle in heels. No, she's barefoot for a lot of it. Okay, but she starts in heels because she loses a heel. It is true. And cur- I have the movie up because sometimes I do this. It helps me, it helps me focus on talking about it. <laughs> Um, the crime of Tarzan is that there's not a ride at Disney that is like Tarzan slides through the trees and you just get on the ride and it's just, there's no harness or anything. Mm. You just take your shoes off and slide through the trees. 
a la Tarzan. There was a musical though at Animal Kingdom. Is there still? I know there's um, also a uh, uh, there's a lodge in California. Uh, like, is there? There's there's like Tarzan's like treehouse. Interesting. I didn't know that. There is. Yeah. I I only learned that today from a tweet from my brother. So it's not like I've been holding on to this. <laughs> Disney knowledge. <laughs> to Ready be to fair, though, a lot of my Disney information comes from them or Isaac. So, <laughs> Isaac. Oh my gosh, I love Isaac. I haven't hung out. I'm supposed to be talking to him soon, but then I got That's sick, exciting. and then I had a flight delayed, and then just so many things happened. When he was on our show, when we talked about the Lion King, we talked about the Lion King for the first like ten minutes, and then him and Eni just talked about Disney parks, and it was like the greatest day of my life. Just listen, <laughs> like watching back and forth on Skype, just listening to them. I just, ugh, His, so his Disney fun. park knowledge is astonishing. Oh, yeah. He will start hitting you with information that, like, you weren't prepared to know you didn't know. Mm-mm. Like, I, I want to go to a Disney park with him just so he'll walk around with me and tell me things that I didn't know about Disney parks. I need him to ride Haunted Mansion with me so that he can explain yeah. why people like it because I don't get it at all. I love it. But I think I love the history of it. Yeah, I don't know I like any it. of that. I just went in and wrote it and I was like, this is not Disney related. This is not thrilling. This is not scary. This isn't anything. And it's I wish I didn't kids. hate. Is it? Oh, yeah. My nephew was scared. He was four, well, though. Well, I'm 27. So, <laughs> <laughs> scared for kids doesn't do much for me. Um, The reason that I like it so much is it's one of the original rides. Um, And also, there's like a deep, rich history with the Imagineers with it. There's like tons and tons and tons of documentaries. That's why I like it. And also, it's one of those like weird rides that has like a really big presence in the parks for some reason. Um, But as like a rule, I typically don't like um like boat. Those are, that's technically a boat ride where it's just like a ride through. Usually those aren't my favorite. Like pirates. I like that it doesn't stop though. Yeah, I do like that. Um, I just, I do like that. I'm just not not a big fan of like like I like Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan and like I'll always go to them but I'm not gonna wait in a million lines for it not the best like Peter Pan always has a two hour wait which is silly this wasn't even a thing I knew was in Disney World Peter Pan's ride yeah well the best well it's really 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 old um but the cool part is that you're hooked to a track above you so you like look down at all of the parts like you it's it's a typical like ride through but you mm-hmm. look down instead of looking next to you um, or above you so that's really cool and like the Peter Pan doesn't stop either so it it, um, like when you get onto the onto the little ship, it's like Captain Hook's ship. Um, when you get onto it, it's really cool because the person that like gets you on there, she like waves her hand and then does a little snap as the bar goes down. So that's cool, and that's my favorite part. But otherwise, meh. What a wild thing. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which Fine Brothers it was. Fine Brother was. I think it was Rafi that worked at Disney World. Um, when he was a manager, they called it the Massacre of Peter Pan. <laughs> because someone fell on the thing and like scraped up their whole side and they had to shut down the ride so they could wash it for a whole day oh my gosh yeah and he was like the lead in that area at the time oh my gosh that's horrifying yeah I've, we should I, probably I, talk I, about tarzan yeah so tarzan and jane is a relationship i don't feel like we give enough credit to do you feel mm. like i feel like I, obviously any woman would fall for any man with that jawline or those no abs. doubt about that or those abs right yeah we're just objectifying here yeah but jane is like i mean what is she great value bell she's great oh yeah yeah i, I a lot of but people like, compare that, their that's walmart brand bell of course that's what i mean but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i like i like tarzan and jane a little bit more than i like beauty and the beast but it's definitely the same kind of dynamic i just think that tarzan earns jane's love more than beast earns bells um but other than that they are very similar and also tarzan isn't a beast i mean in stature he learns english so real quick yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like i want to know how long they're there down yeah in a montage he learns it yeah i love that <laughs> montage though 
Me the too, scene, it's the, like when they've got the uh, the light. I guess what is it called? The projector. Yeah, it gets me every time. The fact that they brought a bicycle, I think, is a little bonkers. But <laughs> even like bring a bicycle on the boat, but the fact that they trudged it all the way into the into the jungle. Yeah, like not even <laughs> that their camp was on the edge near the beach at all. Right, is wild. <laughs> also, how did they not catch that Clayton is like obviously a villain here? Because it's a Disney movie. <laughs> The man is firing guns and like Tarzan hides from him like the way Skyrim characters mm. hide from guards where he just like hides behind a post and all of a sudden Clayton's like, oh, guess nothing here. <laughs> yeah. Like at first he's just, he's like this, he's just like from Pocahontas, all of those like soldiers and stuff. He's that annoying person. No, no. To... Okay. But there's a difference. Like, you know, this living on the East coast when we came and settled America and colonized, like the thought was like. We can hunt and kill whatever we want because it's literally just savages. Mm. But Clayton was hired as protection on, and that's obviously not the case. I mean, that's what happened, but like indigenous people aren't savages. No, I want to be not very even clear a about bit. that. <laughs> Uh, but like in Clayton's case, he was hired as like a bodyguard for like a research trip. Mm. So it's not like, like it wouldn't make any sense for him to show up and just guns blazing. It, like the idea would be that he would only be reactionary. I mean, I guess, but then that boat came right away and all of those guys were dead set on getting those gorillas. So I think that he, I don't know. I think that he took that job so he could get those gorillas. Oh, I de- that's exactly why he took the job. I just don't understand how... Jane and Tarzan and uh oh yeah oh, what is the professor's name or the dad's name father father Jane no he's got a name he goes by something father Jade <laughs> <laughs> I never remember Jane. the dad's names the only reason I remember Jasmine's dad's name is because it's literally Sultan <laughs> oh man I love the Sultan me too but it's always little short guys with white hair are always the dad they never have like Tarzan's dad doesn't look like that well Porter. Tarzan was also a baby Porter Porter is his name I think is that Jane oh that's Jane's last name so that would make sense yes Mr. Porter the gorillas are trashing the camp right now and they destroy <laughs> some stuff actually you know what after this I can understand why Clayton would be like okay well all of our stuff is destroyed uh these animals he thought were peaceful are obviously extremely dangerous well so I feel like... But they don't see the gorillas. It's true. So they don't know why it's destroyed. But also, I feel like there was... I feel like that's settled in truth. Because I think that there was an instance with Jane Goodall, who um, studied chimpanzees. Which, side note, it's why I was scared of chimpanzees my whole childhood. Is because of that woman. Because chimpanzees are terrifying. But anyway. Um, I think there's an instance in like her first documentary or research that they destroyed her... <clears throat> they destroyed her camp. Um, And that's how she found out like how they were playful. Because they were banging on stuff and i think that that's where that scene comes from or it could oh, be that just is, magic that is extremely cool welcome back to the jane goodall podcast <laughs> i'm your host travis mcelroy i think is who we decided hosted this show <laughs> <laughs> he would do that though he has like 17 podcasts oh yeah he'd be all about it he could i bet he could talk about it he definitely knows something their pop culture knowledge is un believable so i sometimes forget that they're that justin and travis were theater majors until they just randomly say like something some obscure theater reference and i'm like oh <laughs> oh yeah that's right they were theater majors but and, and i could be wrong about this but i've been listening through amnesty and mm. pff, man if you do not follow the mcelroy family we are in a whole nother territory dear listener literally uh, so this we'll just go through this quick uh i think that they are pretty not anti but like over musical theater generally am i wrong about that or are they i don't 
think so. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I I just never got that vibe. And also, I'm not on the exact episode you're listening to. Um, But I know well, that... Well, and I, I mean, it could have been like a passing remark where they were like, okay, Dad, this isn't really the, the realm for that. Probably, because so. he references Les Mis like every other arc. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but he makes like a Hello Dolly reference and Justin's like, all right, dad, let's go back to the story. Right. <laughs> this is taking too long. Right. So that could definitely be it. Uh, yeah. But it, back to Tarzan or more bacon and eggs appropriate conversation because that really is down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so good though. I know. I Dude, I've listened to it four times since April. You listened to Balance four times since April? Yeah. That's like... 80 hours yeah i drive all day <laughs> i guess that's true i guess that's true i went through balance I, uh, I think in a month oh god no i did well maybe i did no you didn't no how long have i been listening to it a while because i remember i was talking to Edie and she's like yeah he's still on the 11th hour and i was on the 11th hour and i was like oh oh but I mean, <laughs> oh gosh oh gosh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> maybe i should slow down <laughs> um, um you're right it did take me a while because i i listened to gerblins like months ago and then yeah well, Gerblins isn't the best, to be fair. It's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad if you are first listening to the show. It's bad every other time because you know what they're capable of. Yeah. But also, I'm oh, not well. good at Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm I'm not judging. <laughs> so in this movie, Clayton shaves his face with like a machete. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that scene. Like, as a man, that's like... <laughs> pinnacle cool yeah <laughs> and i've been thinking about that scene since i was like four and i remember like if you go back and listen to early episodes of bacon and eggs ethan would be like tyler's just rubbing a knife across his face <laughs> i was thinking about clayton shaving his face with a machete yeah there was a while where you would just have a knife in every single episode <laughs> it'd be it was, like terrifying so i i where i normally record is like a writer's desk and it has uh like two big like just sort of cubbies underneath the desk part of it mm-hmm. um and in there for a long time was uh we don't have any like guns or anything in my house and we we never will mm. uh but we do have knives not like mm. a- a ton of knives but we have like a pocket knife and a, and a uh, camping knife and my camping knife was like right there uh, and and so I would just like I would just want something to you do this too oh yeah I you I'm about to, to get my with. putty right now yeah and I would just want something to play with so I would pull it out and I would like rub it against my face or I would, I would like <laughs> point it at Ethan through the camera just to like explain a point and uh, uh, yeah that was that was the truth I was thinking yeah I was thinking about Clayton doing that that's so funny like um I God, the way that they draw Tarzan with his hands doing the claw yeah. thing and, and then slowly and the arching and the yeah and then as he opens oh. up oh my god it's all in the hands it is i mean that's what separates us with apes it's a little imposable I, thumb well apes have opposable thumbs don't they no that's what separates really? separates us from animals i thought it was more like our ability to like reason and logic Mm-mm, that's what changed so we develop um opposable thumbs and that allowed us to use more tools um so then we our brain started to like be able to rethink through things slowly as we learned how to uh use tools and that's what made us humans and not apes. Huh. You can see that in this movie, uh, mm. Tarzan like has a spear. Yeah, and a knife. And that's and he how he eventually turns it into a knife. But yeah, yeah, that's what's fast. That's probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. Like, I wanted to be a zoologist when I was younger, and then realized I loved theater. Um, but I wanted to be a zoologist, so I love all of the types of stuff like that. Like, they must have done so much research for this movie. Oh my gosh, like, it came out so incredibly well too. Yeah, like it was all the subtle things. I feel like, like him using a spear. Um like him using the vines in that way um i mean i understand monkeys do that but gorillas don't um right. and like him just using all the different ways that animals do things to use well and he himself. was able to do things that other animals could do 
that uh what is he an ape what is yeah gorilla. Is that, that, the, that the gorillas were not able to do like his first scene like dialogue like his first line is imitating uh an elephant which is yeah. not something that that humans can do like the way that he does but <laughs> but that's like the first thing that he says is like i'm not human i'm also not ape i'm something else right and i think that's so fascinating that is what's so um, he's also about him. no human has a jawline like that good lord <laughs> <laughs> is that all you could think of the whole time you were watching it do you remember i've talked about this on bacon and eggs before but uh there's an episode of as told by ginger do you remember that show yes actually funny you say that we just talked about that a couple episodes ago on our show <laughs> there's an episode of as told by ginger with a little brother like wants to be cool so he gets like a prosthetic chin implant because like Wild. they say like the chin is what makes the man and it's like horrifying <laughs> It, oh my gosh I, i'm gonna google it okay and this is not this is like a nickelodeon like trope is like the chin like the crimson chin and I, was gonna, I was gonna mention the crimson chin yeah uh so it's like it is something that came up a lot in the type of movies that i watched growing like or tv shows Johnny that Bravo. i watched growing up yes okay i'm gonna copy this image i'm gonna send okay. it to you in skype and you're gonna i think about yeah. this image every day of my life i want you to know that well, the, the thing I think about in Ed's Told by Ginger, that's terrifying. It's like the that... Hey Arnold, the grandpa. What? Ch- no, he has like a Adam's apple. No, I know, but he has a chin. Oh, you're right. He yeah. does. Um... Well, he was a man, you know? <laughs> snow day. You got to work. You got to shovel snow. And sometimes you just got to play hockey. <laughs> Uh, I don't get that reference. I watched like no Nickelodeon when I was younger. Oh, I was, I was, we were, we were Nick household. I was like, I was only allowed to watch Disney except for at friends house. Disney during my childhood, Disney went from premium channel to like readily available. Yeah. Same. And I like, I was pretty young when that happened, but I remember when that switchover happened, we started watching it. And and if this happened like before I was born, this at least happened in my area while I was like seven. Yeah. Um, and I lived in like the boonies when I was seven. Uh, but I remember when the switchover happened, uh, we like tried to watch it for a little bit and we were like, oh my God, we can finally watch Kim Possible. And it just like wasn't that good. Or like we just weren't that interested in it. overhyped for you. It was definitely overhyped. And it was also like you have Disney Channel now, which I guess if this was 1999, to me, that would have meant like oh my god we get to watch hercules and tarzan right. and Mulan all the time right. and instead what i get is like much much less well-written animated <laughs> and live action television shows and extremely poorly acted oh definitely i um, you know and like if i want that i can get that on nickelodeon and i already know and love these characters so when i got disney i didn't get disney channel first i got toon disney first um but okay. i lived in such a small town that i didn't even have cable down my street when i was little um like when we got cable down our street was when we got Toon Disney and I was one of the only streets in town that had Toon Disney Um, and then Mm. like on the other side of town they had Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and I didn't have Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network really okay so that's that's new to me we had we had Nick and Cartoon Network Nick was 35 Cartoon Network was 50 that was the the channels and Disney was 24 oh Disney Uh, was 24 for us too but Nick was 25 oh no way oh see that I think if that was the case I would have watched more 25 was ESPN which like whatever I like sports, but I, I don't watch much ESPN. <laughs> I don't watch much television at all at this point. Me I either. I don't have time for anything. I've been, I usually have a hard time finding 120 minutes to watch a movie for bacon and eggs. So. Well, that's like when you posted in the Facebook group. It was like, what's the best movie you've seen in 2020? And I was like, uh, I've seen zero movies since 2020. <laughs> I'm about to watch Tarzan, though. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I think that... 
the reason that I like television shows more than I like movies is because they're only like 20 to 40 minutes long. And so I can watch an episode and then move on with my life because I'm a completionist. And so I have to finish it. I can't, if I can't finish it watching a movie, I won't start it. I, I very regularly do half and half with movies. Yeah. I did that with uh, Tarzan. Especially like, I fell asleep. I, I've watched Tarzan. <laughs> I know that I say that I har- have a hard time finding time, but I'm currently watching Tarzan for the third time in a week. Uh, <laughs> which is not normal. I do not rewatch a film for bacon and eggs. Like more than the uh, allotted yeah. watch this once. Um, yeah. When you sent me the picture of you watching Tarzan again, I was like, all right. I haven't watched it once yet, but... <laughs> it's so good. It was, it was an extremely emotional thing for me. Like, I, I really, really liked it. I do think that the the first act is is considerably better than the other two. Mm. Um, but I do think there's a lot of powerful moments. Like, Kerchak's death yeah. is huge. I didn't expect to um, be affected by that. I didn't like that the rite of passage was killing Sabor. Even though, like, it makes sense, obviously. Mm. Like, the childhood rite of passage was getting the elephant hair and, like, showing the other kids that he was he meant something but then proving himself to the to the i don't know what was it a pod of apes sounds right that that does sound yeah. right um proving himself to the to the i guess the group at large was like to kill another animal was like and but it was also redemption for his parents and sabor is shown only as a villain like only this bloodthirsty animal that you know mm-hmm. seeks to destroy uh i just i don't know i thought it was sad i think i, I don't think it was for the cat. rest of the group i think that if kerchak had accepted him at the beginning um then the rest of the group would have but i think it was he had to gain kerchak's respect in order to gain everyone else's respect and kerchak is the typical like i was just gonna bang on my chest <laughs> which is funny because he's a gorilla um but like the typical right like i'm a man ultra alpha yeah. Well, he's the father of all of these children, you know. Right. Like something I didn't get when I was growing up was I was under the impression that like Kerchak and Tarzan's mother Kala, Kala were monogamous. like a monogamous yeah. couple. And I realized that watch I mean, I kind of figured it out as I grew up, but like I it was set in stone as I watched it this time. I was like, "Oh, no, he's like the only male. He is the dad to all of these apes." Yeah. So, I watched it with my friend Bree, and I said something about that, and they were like, "No." Like, I thought apes were monogamous, and I was like, uh no. Uh no. Uh, it's just like the lions. Um Nala and Simba are siblings. Um right. but like half siblings or step siblings yeah, or whatever. Half siblings still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's why because I was I was explaining it to them and I was like that's why it's a big deal that Scar wants to take over Simba's spot is because he wants to be the leader and the only leader because um, that's how it works right. with wolf packs it's- too um, there will be like monogamous couples on the side but mostly it's the the lead male my understanding <laughs> my understanding was that the concept of like an alpha male in wolf packs was like a total myth like it was sometimes evident in captivity but in the wild was non-existent well okay the thing that i mostly know about from wolf packs is i was one of those kids i wasn't a horse girl but i was a wolf girl when i was like eight oh. yeah um i was obsessed with wolves in fact i lost my first tooth playing wolf with my friend and I accidentally bit his sweatshirt and ripped my tooth out but anyway um nice <laughs> Uh, so the only the thing that I remember is that there's always an alpha who is the main wolf and then he has betas on the side which are like his right hand men like there's and there's usually two of them a beta and an omega um 
and then there's the females. Now, the, the younger females can, like, have another mate, but they still reside underneath the big one. But usually, usually, like, the alpha male. But usually, when they're, like, hunting, the alpha male stays to the back, and the females are the ones that hunt. Um, so it's, like, led by a matriarchal, like, power, but the actual male is the one that has the most power. So I, I, I found the thing that I was thinking about, and I sent it to you. There's an Adam Ruins Everything about exactly this topic, that there was, like, a researcher who published a paper like knowingly false about or published a book about like alpha males and wolves and then like he came back 20 years later and was like oh yeah i made that up entirely the evidence is not supported yeah. it's not real it's it's entirely fake but like <laughs> the the concept and the the myth of it like like it can't be overtaken like it, it's like the you should drink eight glasses of water a day like that's yeah. not real you should drink water when you're thirsty coca-cola pushed that fact as they released dasani huh i love adam ruins everything yeah i don't love Adam ruins everything. I generally think Adam presents one side of an argument in a sort of okay fashion. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, like love him as like I, a personality, I but I think the stuff he brings up is interesting. Like the diamond ring one. I yeah. Which I think is interesting. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I also think we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into podcast world here. I also think if you listen to his Joe Rogan, he actually talks about alpha males on mm. the Joe Rogan thing. Um and he goes on there and he's like you know, Joe's like, well, what do you mean you ruin everything? And and he's like, well, like alpha males, they're, they're not real. It's not a real thing. And Joe Rogan, like the ultimate yeah. alpha male, you know, like the, the man who sells, uh, what does he sell? Supplements and mm-hmm. pre-workout. And like when he's not the Joe Rogan podcaster, he's, even if you listen to Joe Rogan podcast, but he's like, he's like an MMA right. supporter and he, he's he, man's man. And like, he has a huge issue with Adam saying there's no such thing as an alpha male. He's like, you mean to tell me that like in an uninterrupted social interaction between, or like in an interrupted social interaction, but an un- unawareness of observed social interaction between like a group of men and a group of women, women won't more naturally be attracted to what society would deem an alpha male. I mean, you're shaking your head no, but we started this podcast and you were like, look at those abs on Tarzan. Yeah, but Tarzan's so, not an alpha male. Like, he doesn't become one until the end. He but, Right, but he does end That's up true, the alpha male. That's true, but I don't like him when he is the alpha male. <laughs> my my right, type, no, I, Tyler, if we're going to get into this, is Kristoff. You know who is the not even a little bit of an alpha male Kristoff. <laughs> right I mean I, listen I don't know that I agree with Joe Rogan and I don't know that I would want to ever go on record saying yeah Joe Rogan said this thing and it was right <laughs> like <laughs> uh, but th- that was sort of his his argument against Adam and of course Joe Rogan being the the alpha type that he is not not the true alpha male he just presses and presses until until Adam is sort of cornered and he's like I mean I, I guess yeah just because but, honestly um, you can't argue with guys like that. But it's it's the same kind of argument that's like um, men and women can't be friends. Like it's the same kind of argument where the only people who think that are usually men, sometimes women, that have never had that experience or... I will say like I didn't have a lot of platonic friendships in general up until like my proper adult life. Like I had to this day, I have the same two best friends that I've had yeah. since sixth grade. Um, so like I didn't really branch out my platonic friendships until... Like, I was like 24 or 25. I had really deep interpersonal relationships. I dated, you know, I, I dated serially long term. Uh, you know, I've basically had a long term relationship going on in some fashion since I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, but I will say as an adult, most of my platonic friendships, like people I genuinely care about are 
females. Absolutely. Like even so, I've said this a lot, but like being okay, it's gonna get a little deep, Tyler. Um, being okay, Let's get deep. Let's being do this. a part of your community before I became a creator on your network really showed me the power of me having male friendships. Um, being friends with you and being friends with Ethan and being friends with Casey. Um, really showed me like how much I like having male friends. Because I, I mean, I grew up in the dance world and the theater world. I didn't have male friends straight up. I mean, growing up, my best friend was a boy, but that was because our moms were best friends. So like, right. I don't know. I, I, I've I, always thought that males and females can be friends just because, like I said, my best friend was a male. But also, I felt pressured by society to have a crush on said male. Um, and so for like a year, I thought I had a crush on him and then realized, oh, no. <laughs> No, not even a little bit. Well, that's that's the craziest thing. So, like, I prior to I moved in when I was in third mm. grade. So, kindergarten, first and second grade, there was like a girl that I went to obviously elementary school with, and like we were really really close. She lived like a block from my house, and she was just the nicest girl, and we got along really really well. And anytime we hung out, we mm. had so much fun, and I never felt like any pressure to have like a crush on this person. Um, and I don't I don't know if she did or not feel that way about me. But when I moved, we just eight year olds right. don't keep up with right. their eight-year-old friends right. they just don't right you just make mm-hmm. new friends at the new place but then as i grew older social media became real and i like remembered this person's name and i like found them on social media and at that point i did feel pressure to be like oh my gosh we were best friends when we were kids what a great narrative right. would it be if we you know fell in love and like so we I, I i do not remember the details but i'm imagining what happened is we like started talking and i was like i, I think this is supposed to be something i don't know that like i voiced any of this but i think we started talking and i was like uh nope this is just uh somebody that i yeah. get along with well and have no romantic Absolutely. interest in and th- and that was that was the end of it but it was weird that i felt that mm. same pressure to be like i'm supposed to have a relationship with this person i mean even for, for I the mean, narrative even my real life friends right now when i first started mentioning you and ethan all the time like all the time because we were becoming friends um they were like well are either of them single and i'm like ew no <laughs> like no well first no, of all not. you're not but also <laughs> no <laughs> Like, right, right. Yeah, no, that's not. And that has never been the conversation. And obviously, I'm married. So I I, I straight up don't think about right. things like that. Like when I meet new people, but I didn't even think of it. I was like, like no, they're real cool, though. <laughs> right. I like talking to them about pop culture. <laughs> right. You won't believe what they said about the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> Still the best episode of Bacon and Eggs. At me. That's fine. We can have a discussion. <laughs> we we could have that discussion. I'm I'm okay with that. It's the only I one I like episode. go back That's and re listen to. I don't Well, I mean you them. made them. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was there. I was yeah. there at the beginning, the middle and the end. I don't remember. I mean, any I've of only them had though. my show for six months I... and I literally remember nothing. Like Edie will be like, Okay, I need a title for this week and I'm like, uh what was the topic? <laughs> what <laughs> I what know, did we talk about? Like, I, don't... I have no idea. It, it the second I hit upload to give you my audio, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's completely gone. That's exactly how it yeah. is with me and bacon and eggs. And it's funny with bagels because I I, mm. I edit that uh, because it's so easy and mm. it's so fun. I love that show. Um, <laughs> do you? I really mean, like I wouldn't. T- okay, so here's the thing with me. I won't tell you I like something if I don't like it. I just won't say anything. So if I tell you I like it, I genuinely like because I'll never okay. lie to you. <laughs> but see, I'm the kind of person that I will tell you I like it even if I don't like it, but I will also tell you that I won't tell you if I don't like it. I just won't say anything. <laughs> so, you know, like, <laughs> are you telling me the I truth? Mean, no, or... <laughs> I would just tell you because you're my friend and my producer. I just wouldn't say it on this show, but I've also told you in private how much I like your show. So <laughs> I'm glad you like 
uh, bagels. It's a lot of fun to make. Uh, it's a lot of fun to talk about our marriage. Uh, it's a lot of fun to talk about Squishy. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the whole thing. thing. Well, because I also, I like you and Emily. And so I like listening to you guys talk. Um, I, I listened to Schmanners yeah. for the first time today because I'd never listened to somebody else's mm-hmm. couple podcasts. And I was like, these are creators I'm familiar with. Um, and I was surprised at how much, like, even though I just listened to, like, the first episode, which I think they just had a baby. So yeah. it was a rerun, like, the best of. Um, and uh, I was surprised at how similar the, like, structure mm. was to how we put bagels together. I mean, there's the obvious difference that their topic is, like, talking Manners. about yeah. etiquette. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really surprised at how, like, we arrived at the same sort of conclusion of, like, what this is going to look and sound like. Uh, I don't know. I just thought um, that was interesting. My – I really like Wonderful, which is Griffin's podcast with his wife. Um, I'm just not interested in etiquette. I really love just, uh, Justin. I really love Travis and Teresa. Um, so I really like Spanners, but I'm not interested interested in the topics whereas wonderful is just them talking about like what they find wonderful that we um sawbones is really interesting which is justin's with his wife but basically i just really love sydney mcelroy i think she's the coolest person i've never met in my entire life um so i really love that podcast i've never met actually i went to podcon too and they were all there and they were just hanging out just like in the hallways and stuff but i had never listened to yeah. bim bam or her the adventure zone so i just like didn't care and i did not say anything to them so like i relate to that so hard because i became a fan of john and hank green in 2011 in april and then the fultonar stars came out that january and i was like a casual fan of john green at that point um so i like met them and like had my book signed and i was like real chill i would not be that way now (laughs) like (laughs) oh yeah no i would I would mess myself up if I met oh, yeah. Hank and John. And I did. Like, well, You made I, eye contact. So I'll let oh, you yeah. finish your story. No, I met Hank. Well, uh, okay. So I'll <laughs> tell my story. And then you could tell your story because I'm very interested. But when I went to NerdCon in okay. 2017, which greatest weekend of my life, um, I got to ask a question to them um, during their panel. Uh, it was their mental health panel. Uh-huh. So I asked John about like approaching him and stuff like that. And I do not remember what I said. I know what my topic was because I prepared it all weekend, but I do not remember that interaction <laughs> at all because I blacked out <laughs> because I respect the both of them so much as creators and as people that it was just, it wasn't even like a fangirl moment. It was more like a, you're an inspiration to me kind of moment where like, I wasn't crying. I wasn't anything. My body was just like in fight or flight. <laughs> It was like, you need to... And I chose fight. And I punched John Green in the face. Um, So I, yeah, I I feel like I would be the same way if I got to ask like a question on my bim bam. I would just be like... Like, it's weird. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, like I just started watching their um their collaboration with uh College Humor, called their Dungeons and Dragons called Tiny Heist. And it's weird to me watching them and hearing their voices come out of a face. Because I have yes. listened to Yes, and they're so podcast. Yeah, I've forward. listened yep. to probably no exaggeration, like four hundred hours of them speaking. Um so it's just weird seeing their faces. But what were you what did you say to Hank when you met Hank? So Hank Green and I ran into each other. It was like it was another thing where I was certain he was like oh what's john carlin doing here (laughs) uh uh, but we were like in the lobby of the hotel in seattle and he was like hey i am on my way to go record hello from the magic tavern uh which i'm stressed about because i have to be funny and creative and i am neither of those things and i was like oh no i think you'll be fine and uh you just think he thought you were his your brother 
I know. Oh, I introduced okay. myself. I was like, I'm, I'm Tyler. I, you, you've met my brothers, Ben and Jonathan. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had this like sort of short interaction, but it was this weird thing where it was like, I was holding a camera because I was doing mm-hmm. the vlog at this point uh, and I was holding a camera and I like, I could not, I know that he yeah. would have been cool about it, but I could not be like, hey, can I just for like a second, do you mind we get like some vlog footage? Uh, oh, yeah. Like <laughs> if there's anyone in the entire world that would be okay with it, it would be the vlog brothers. <laughs> Right, right. I'm like, I'm a hundred percent certain you would be okay with with the yeah. with the yeah. But uh, yeah, so we met, and then uh, John Green and I locked eyes in a in that same hotel. We well, my friend eyes. Bree that I mentioned earlier went with me to NerdCon, and they made eye contact with Hank while I was in a panel, and said, "Hey, John," and then immediately came back to the panel and was like, "I just called Hank Green, John. I'm going to die." Like I knew that was Hank. I'm sure, right? I'm sure that that like I I know that that happens a lot because I Tyler am called Jonathan all the time. In fact, if you've commented on my Instagram ever, dear listener, it is more likely than not that your comment was about how much I look like my See, siblings. I think it's so funny that you get mistaken for Jonathan because I don't think you look like Jonathan at all. I don't think I look like either of them. I think uh, like when I was earlier in my 20s, I think me and Jay looked a lot more similar, especially when I was clean mm. shaven. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but but I'm 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 like puffy, y'all. I <laughs> they're they're fit as can be and I'm like swollen. So not in like a oh he's swole kind of way like a he like he just started taking pregnizone kind of way you know what I mean I'm I just don't <laughs> agree but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> like I know you're being self-deprecating, but I this, don't agree. This this camera is angled in such a way that my jawline looks oh, much, is much it? better. <laughs> and now we're back to that. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I I don't see that at all. I mean, like I get why people say that, but I don't see that. But also, we're friends, so it's a little bit different than being a fan of yours, you know. But yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's also like a lot of people who are fans of me or or are not fans of bacon and eggs. Like more people follow me on Instagram than listen mm. to bacon and eggs, which is like a weird. Uh, I would prefer like my largest platform be right. this podcast, uh, but because uh, like I don't care about Instagram, I don't like uploading to Instagram. Yeah, I haven't uploaded in a long uh, time. I'm very bad about it. Yeah, I've I did a story the other day and I had a lot of fun with that. But like, so a lot of people only know me through like, oh, you're the voice on Javers Ben, or oh, you were in ben's instagram picture right. at his wedding um so then their comment is like oh my gosh you really look just like them and like i get how they get to that conclusion but at the same time it's like i am literally my oh i get that person. i'm the third child as well um i have a sister and a brother older than me right and so i used to always get called their name and actually funny story when i was in elementary school i played the clarinet and my band teacher was also my sister's band teacher and called me erica for the first year um of which is my sister's name is the first year no the first half of the year because i signed her christmas card erica and crossed it out and wrote Becca and she was like wait (laughs) why didn't you ever correct me and I was like because my mom calls me Erica (laughs) like I, it's fine. Um, yeah, bacon yeah, and Erica. Bacon and Erica. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm just used to Erica like, Eddowes. That sounds like a, a name that's missing Erica? something. Erica Eddowes. Actually, it's Erica Johnson now. She's married. Oh, do we like oh, yeah. Mr. Johnson? He's so incredible. He's been John. in my life since okay, I was cool. 11. Yeah, he's cool. Okay, cool. Um, my family doesn't really do the whole, like, if we don't like you, you don't stay. <laughs> like, we're very much like, we all respect <laughs> the other family's point of view a lot. So, if one of us is like... Yeah, about that. We're like, yeah, obviously they're not going to work out if, you know. Yeah, anyway. I've only ever, I mean, I've only ever dated one person, but my family really liked him. And my siblings, people will only stay if we like them. <laughs> He's also a really good dad. So that's why I like him. You're a really good I mean, dad. I'm almost exclusively not a dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's I was an just going to say, I'm going right to change there. my bio. Almost exclusively not a dad. <laughs> I just make the jokes. That's it. Right. I have exciting news, and this is totally I'm unrelated. Excited. And and I think we've, we're far enough into the episode that I can talk about something other than Tarzan. I mean, we bad. did talk about 
toy um, stand hardly at all, except for Jawline. Um, I recently got a new iPhone. I got an 11 yeah. Pro Max. Um, I don't know what to do about the case. I don't have a case yeah. on it currently. Uh, I feel like at this point they should be durable enough that I just could just throw it on the ground and it's fine. I mean, I dropped Eni's uh, naked one at Disney I, a lot and it was fine. Good. Yeah, I'm thanks. proud of you for doing she that. She literally got it the day um, before. It's fine. <laughs> also, I've... I, I've I work in customer service, and yet still, I feel like I can't go to the customer service desk to like returns. I pro- my job involves lots of processing returns of a product. Um, but I feel like if I buy a product and it doesn't work or it fails, then it's obviously <laughs> user error. And if I try to return it, some customer service rep is going to be like, ah, "I really shouldn't allow this, but I'm just I'm just going to make the exception. Right. I'm just going to do it." <laughs> and I don't want to have to put them in that position. But uh, my brothers, I don't know if you've heard, are, are YouTubers. Did you find me through? Did you I find me through SCB? I is that where you found? Ben and Jay um, after NerdCon because they were there. And then I, cool. I've i been a fan Didn't of Bacon that. and Eggs since the beginning. <laughs> so I assume that's why I followed you. But I don't remember. You were on my on my timeline for some reason. Okay. Well, yay, <laughs> Bacon and Eggs. I'm glad you liked our Iron Man episode. Um, okay. So they got a brand deal for or they like started a brand deal for a company with a company but then it, it never turned it into anything but the company sent them a sample okay and ben and jonathan i'm not going to tell you what the product was because i don't i don't want this to right. like, get back to anybody um they sent them a sample and ben and jonathan did not need that sample mm-hmm. for whatever reason um or they sent them an extra one or whatever so i showed up one morning to record uh javers ben and uh i was like oh that's a cool sample you have there and they were like oh yeah the company sent it to us but i don't you know it's, mm-hmm. it's not really going anywhere um i mean they like followed up and everything and then all of a sudden radio silence so who knows and i was like well i've been looking for a new one of these uh what what do they cost and they were like oh they cost this but you can just have that one it's an extra one and i was like oh neato it cost a lot of money so this was very <laughs> exciting <laughs> i have now had it for maybe two months and it is like completely destroyed Yikes. can i email that company and be like no hey <laughs> It's it's like destroyed. Like it it sort of functions, but all of the aesthetic parts of this huh. are gone. And I am not hard on mm. this kind of product. Uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, I feel like you could if you like very upfront were like, I don't want a new one. I just need to let you know that this happened. Because oh, here's okay. what I did. I sent them a message. <laughs> so you didn't want my There's... opinion. You just wanted to tell me the story. <laughs> well, I wanted to know if my my I wanted to know before. I wanted an honest answer before. We like you were like, yeah, I think that's okay. Uh, <laughs> So I sent them an email and I was like, hey, uh, I got this product. I've had it for a little while. I received it as a gift, so I don't have a receipt or anything, um, but I've had it. I told them mm. since Christmas um, and it's it's falling apart. I was wondering if I could get a replacement or if I could return it or if there were any options mm. at this stage. Just let me know what I can do. If it's nothing, that's that's fine. I just let me know so I can right. move on and replace mm-hmm. it, you know? Uh, and so they emailed me back. I thought about it because on my new iPhone, I get the emails and they just show up. And they said they'd be happy to process a warranty claim. But here's the issue. They said, can you provide me with the name used to make the initial purchase and the email and the original shipping? I don't know. You just <laughs> sent it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i would just ignore it and cut your losses but i also no 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 i'm replying so. i it's an email what are they gonna do so so i accidentally just hit the archive button on it and i don't have a freaking clue what the email they sent that to are you on the well, gmail in, app or the regular oh, mail app no i'm on the mail app if i shake it does it undo undo archive wow amazing i would have never thought of that i'm you are actually a genius <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so hi. I don't know who purchased. I'm putting okay. this in quote. It was an anonymous gift. No, I have to tell them. <laughs> I I really hope I don't get them in trouble. I, don't know. I mean, I don't think you would. Well, I. Oh gosh, now now I'm scared. I want to know what's gonna happen next. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sitting here typing customer service emails while I'm chatting. I, with I mean, you. I was just letting you do it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it'll all be gone. It'll just truncate right out. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that um, when Ethan said something about how when you are by yourself, you talk for most of it, but when he's by himself, he doesn't talk right, at all. Right, but he's by himself. He like he like mutes yeah, the microphone, which like <laughs> is genius. <laughs> right. I would have never. But also, we're the people that don't edit it, so like Edie does the same thing. <laughs> right. How can I make this easier for me? <laughs> For me, yeah. for me in the future. Um, I have to edit this. Do you know how to edit it? If you yeah. have to, if not, I have a best friend that'll show me. Yeah. Well, the idea would be that your best friend who would show you is unavailable because she would have just edited that is true. if she was available. I mean, she's already finished our episode, <laughs> so we're already uploaded. When did you record that? I mean, it comes out tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, sincerely us. Ha. <laughs> what's it on? What's what on? Oh, what's the topic? Um, is operas. Us. Yeah. So we talked about like sung through musicals. Deflator Mouse. Like what? Like Deflator Mouse. What's that? Uh, it's like the most pop opera Flater opera Mouse? ever. Deflator I Mouse. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, uh, oh man, look at me, all pretentious <laughs> Tyler. No, not really. Oh. I don't even know how to type it. Uh, it's like it's like uh, the most the most uh, it's Johann Strauss. It's from 1874. It's in German. Um, and it's it's like a precursor to Batman. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, well. From 1817? Is that what you said? 1854. 1874. I'm sorry. Uh, the Flitter Mouse translates to the Flitter Mouse or the oh. Bat uh, in, in from German. Wild. Uh, let me give you... Oh, my God. It's so long. <laughs> there are three acts. Oh, that's too many. Uh, you have to go to the lobby. You have to go to the lobby twice. <laughs> Wild. Well, there are, there are some Shakespeare plays uh. that are five acts. I'm like, why? Who needs this? Not me. Tarzan was like a perfect length. I am on your boat that everything should be 90 minutes. So, like, if I'm not seeing a musical in person we actually talk about this in like the episode um but the reason that i like uh we talked about like the pros and cons of having an opera because with the um cast recording you have like the whole story which is great um but also it's really overwhelming to listen to and get into like hamilton which you can relate to um i can relate to but also once you do get in once you once you get in it's like oh i'm driving for the next three hours i've got the perfect like my school uh was three hours away so i just turned on hamilton and i I would get to the end of Hamilton 15 minutes before I got to my dorm. It was great. Exactly. It is like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I wonder what happened to Lorenz. Yeah, that's the only scene that's missing. His scene and Peggy's scene. Yeah. It's the only yes. ones that are missing. I read that in the Hamilton. You know, I had the Hamilton. It's over there. <laughs> Mine's right there the next to the my room. copy of Chir- Chernovs. I don't remember his name, but the, the copy of Alexander Hamilton that Lynn read to make Hamilton. Oh, look at you, Miss I've Fancy read 50 Pansy. 50 pages. Have you read it? <laughs> I've heard it's extremely See, dull. See, I don't think it's dull. It's read much more like a novel, so I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, but like also I feel like it's not as accurate <laughs> because of that. Um, but I found it interesting. I would not read it like Lynn Manuel did on the beach. Maybe I'll bring it on my cruise. We'll see what happens. Just so just so my Ooh. best friend can take a picture of me <laughs> in a hammock. <laughs> reading it like Lynn. And a Hamilton yeah. Hammick. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was just letting it slide, Tyler. It wasn't a good enough joke. <laughs> Ham- Hamilnick. <laughs> Hammick. I had a joke. Oh my god, there's a joke here. I'm going to give you all the okay. ingredients and you can I'm write ready. the joke yourself. Uh, Lin-Manuel yep. Miranda sitting in the theater watching uh-huh. The Lion King. <laughs> there's your setup. I'm waiting. Hold on. 
Uh, I don't have the joke, so you're going to okay, have to like come wait, up with see, your own punchline. See, I was just listening to an episode of Bim Bim Bam where this exact thing happens where Travis sets up the joke and Justin and Griffin are like, what just happened? This is what I feel like right now. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, mm-hmm. Lynn and my Miranda sitting in the theater watching The Lion King. The lyrics start, from the day we arrive on the planet and blinking step into the sun, there's more to see than can ever be seen, more to do than can ever be done. Lin-Manuel Miranda, there are still one million things I can do. But just you wait. <laughs> there, there are only one million more things I can do. <laughs> I mean... I have done all but one million things. <laughs> He literally, I don't think there's anything he can't do. Um, yeah. No, he yeah. can do anything. I li- so I am a very um, critical person when it comes to my faves. Like I very much recognize things that are wrong with them. I've not found one wrong thing with Lynn, which makes me nervous. <laughs> I think about so Kobe Bryant died this week. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. There, there is a, a like a dark mm-hmm. past there too. There's like a there's definitely like a a, a thing that certain people are yeah. clinging to um, that I think I think is justified to, to cling to. Um, but a hero to so many and a it, it, like yeah. one of the I think the the conversation about the grayscale with with Kobe has been. I really agree. I don't even know, I didn't about, know anything about Kobe until he died honestly. I so I am not a basketball person mm-hmm. in the slightest, but I would say even not being a basketball person, the four names that I feel like are still like a big mm-hmm. deal to me are like Michael Jordan, Shaq, Kobe Bryant and well, LeBron Larry James. See, Larry, I don't care I, about Larry Bird. That's the only one I understand I know. that you live in New England and that's like a big deal, right? The Apparently. Celtic, he was he played I, for the Celtics, right? All of my kids have yeah. Larry Bird jerseys. I, <laughs> yeah, and and there's a comment in Space Jam where Bill Murray says Larry's not white, Larry's clear. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> that's such a great joke. <laughs> Uh, like I, I'm with the whole thing, and like I, I like Larry Bird. I respect Larry Bird, but like people who truly transcend mm-hmm. the sport, I don't feel like Larry Bird, at least in in Virginia, hits that I realm. Uh, I know who Larry Bird is. I'm I'm aware enough of sports, but it's those four names, and uh, just as somebody who likes sports and somebody who likes I don't know Kobe Bryant dying is a very sad thing. Where did this start? How did we get here? The grayscale. Oh, oh, I. I think about all the time the Batman quote, the you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself mm-hmm. become the villain. I think about that all, all the time. Anytime a celebrity dies, I think maybe like morbidly, there's a part of my brain that's like, it got out just yeah. in time. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I don't know. That's that's my two cents yeah, on I, that. I mean, I totally agree. That's one of my like... <laughs> and that's that's my fear with yeah. Lin-Manuel is that like, you have done no wrong. Where Where is you know his dark materials? Where is the mistake? His dark materials? That's really but, funny that you said that i liked like that. that it took yeah, me a second yeah. but i liked it like, i was like how do i know that yeah. phrase oh yeah you're reading that book right now <laughs> that series i'm not reading that book he's no i he's know in the show the book oh, oh i'm, I'm reading, reading that, that book. book is there a book <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i was like I, I, I can't read i can read oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> don't start that again how does this always come up <laughs> Okay, so let's let's wrap bacon and eggs, and then we can cont- continue to uh, shoot the poop okay. um, in in uh, the hash browns. Is yes. that what it's called? Yep. Is that the show? It after is. The show? It's such a good yeah. name. I uh-huh. the hash browns. I'm surprised we don't call it Sunday brunch and just release it every Sunday because we don't do brunches anymore, uh, except on Christmas. I mean, you should. No, not no, brunches. We're not going to. I'm not but doing. That was a good idea. Oh, sh- I should. We should change the name, <laughs> right? I'm not going to do two bonus shows for the same. No, podcast. I just meant release the bonus show on Sundays. Yeah, okay. but I'm not going. 
going to. I'm going to continue to release it out Thursday. Um, so I don't remember how to wrap this show. So I know what I have with, to say, and it's the most uh, exciting I've ever. Hey, we didn't say on the binary scale. It's a one. I think you absolutely should watch Tarzan. I think it says a lot about masculinity. I think that Tarzan is an interesting example of how you can be strong and tough and powerful mm-hmm. and a man in the traditional sense of the term. And I think Clayton is an example of how you can be strong and tough and powerful and a terrible example of what it means to be a man. And I think that this movie for young boys is so incredibly important. I also think that it says a lot about uh, divide mm-hmm. and segregation and how we see other communities and other people who don't speak like us, especially given that in this film, Jane does learn mm-hmm. their language. So it like it can be taught more than being like mm-hmm. grown into it. So I think absolutely it's a one. You should see it if you haven't. And I really love this movie. It's super great. That made great. me so happy. That was such a good, like, because I also <laughs> agree that Tarzan is like a manly man in like every sense of the word, but he's also sensitive. And I think that he's like very loving to especially his mother and like women in general so that's what i yes. really liked about him and also clayton's just awful don't be like clayton yeah, don't be Mm-mm. don't be a clayton uh so that that's my binary review and then big board ethan's not here so we can just do whatever a, we want it's number one <laughs> <laughs> i had the same joke ready <laughs> Well, Tyler, why did you choose this movie, though? Why did you ask me to do a Disney uh, animated movie? <laughs> because you, Becca, if I think about what kind of person might follow Becca Eddowes, somebody who likes mm-hmm. musicals, somebody who mm-hmm. likes Disney. Okay, so let's just double down <laughs> and do a Disney musical. That's exactly why. <laughs> is it better than Jumanji, no. Welcome to the Jungle, which is number no. number two? Uh, is it better than Klaus? No. I didn't oh watch my gosh. Klaus. I would feel so hurt. Oh, you need to. It's on Netflix. So it's very, this? very good. Uh, it was, yeah. I was surprised. I Me opened too. Disney Plus and I was like, all right, we're doing a Disney Plus movie. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I asked okay. my, um, my Amazon Fire Stick. I was like, Tarzan. And it was like, Finding Tarzan on Netflix. I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. Reflex, <laughs> but okay. Um, it's not better than Little Women uh, at all. It's not better than Frozen 2. It's not better than Coco. It is better than Jumanji 2. Jumanji 2, like the... of the Jumanji 3, I suppose, okay. is the... Yeah, I didn't see Jumanji 3. I haven't seen like any movies you guys have covered this year, so... Uh, yeah, I would I would probably say that. Tarzan's pretty awesome. I also feel like it's better than 10 Things oh, I definitely. Hate About You, uh, Jumanji from the 90s, Zombieland. I have beef with you two about how much you hate Zombieland because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, so this came up at work the other day. The uh, vice president of finance came to my desk and he was like, hey, I was listening to your podcast, which I was like, oh, no. oh God. <laughs> Okay, this I mean, this is fine. This is why we keep it family friendly. Also panic. Uh, okay, Scott. <laughs> right. What's up? And he was like, uh, I listened to your Zombieland episode because that's one of my favorite episodes or favorite movies. And uh, you just ripped it apart. And I was like, did <laughs> <Yes>. I? <laughs> yes. I, 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 I don't remember hating it. I, here's my thing with Zombieland, if I can rehash for a moment. It was overhyped. In my memory, it's a fine flick. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I didn't have any hype for it at all, and I loved it. But I also like pretty much love anything Jesse Eisenberg is in. I really um, admire him as an actor. So Bill Murray. <laughs> um, so Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, all Abigail these great Jesse Eisenberg is he... Yeah, Jesse Asperger's he I to? yeah. Um, um, I my, my other favorite social movie network is social network. Is great. So okay. like of all yeah. time. Um, so here's here's my biggest issue with Zombieland is that like you promised me the zombie movie and there is like a 20 minute scene of them just blowing up a store where there are no zombies. I mean, I get it. And then another 20 minute scene where the only zombie is Bill Murray in makeup. And well, this like, came ah, out during the Walking Dead like hype and Walking Dead. I thought this is what like made Walking Dead succeed. 
Was I? Yeah, I no, it came that? out after The Walking Dead because I'm a huge fan of zombies in general. Um, so it, I mean, The Walking Dead isn't about zombies either, so at all. Yeah, no, not not a big uh. <laughs> No, um, I love The Walking Dead. To be fair, I've only watched up until season four, so people usually come for me when I say that. But um, once it started getting boring, I stopped so that I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... That's why I stopped watching Arrow, and that's why I will like routinely sit down and watch the first three seasons and then just stop. Right. I feel that. I, like, I don't, don't want to know. I don't watch I don't... after season five of Glee for the same reason. I don't watch after season two of Glee for I mean, the same reason. Blaine Anderson's my favorite character, so I continue to watch for him and Kurt, and that's it. Okay. Uh, so, Big Board, we put it... I think that's a yeah pretty fair assessment i don't think anybody's gonna argue with that um breakfast food ranking is it a breakfast food did you have Uh are you prepared for Uh with this it's just a banana because i'm not Uh just a banana banana. it's it gives you energy because bananas are very good at giving you energy obviously gorillas eat bananas which actually i don't know if gorillas eat bananas but they do in this movie and i bet tarzan doesn't eat a lot he wants to keep that figure lean (laughs) (laughs) i don't think there's a lot of like human friendly foods just available in the we can't build fire part right. of the jungle <laughs> right um so yeah bananas i don't know what else it would go i with, love the bananas but probably like a bug some sort of bug a bag of steel cut oats yeah because yeah because it's like the bananas from the gorillas and the steel cut oats from the humans nice little oatmeal <laughs> it actually sounds delicious and i might make oatmeal after this uh okay i will take that i i, I will roll with the flow on that i'm hula dancing right now so this isn't lilo and stitch <laughs> No, it's not. By design, it is not Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) Um, Okay, what else do we do at the end of this show? show? (laughs) Okay, so follow, listen to Sincerely Us. It's super duper great. I'm not going to play their ad because uh, Becca was on this show. So I'm my own ad. Um, (laughs) You're your own ad. Follow Becca on Instagram. If I can give you one call to action that you actually do this week, please follow Becca on Instagram. Hold on. Let's, Let's see... Becca's uh, Instagram. Just Becca Edda. Is that what you're looking for? Is yep. it just Becca Edda? Nope. There's no Becca dot Edda's or anything? Across all platforms. There was a dot. Becca Edda's mm-hmm. across all platforms. She's currently at 724 followers on Instagram. If we can get Becca to 1,000 followers on Instagram. That's intense. Um, <laughs> I mean, awesome, because I have a podcast. <laughs> if what What is the goal, Becca? If we can get you to 1,000 followers on Instagram uh, by the next episode of Bacon and Eggs. So just go ahead and uh, Alexa... Set a reminder to uh, follow Becca Edda's on Instagram. Hey Siri, <laughs> set a reminder to follow Becca Edda's on Instagram. Okay Google, <laughs> set a reminder to follow Becca Edda's on Instagram. So if, if you've been listening to this out loud, I just hooked you I'm up. I'm so glad I'm not listening um, to this out loud because my my A word, which is what I call her when I'm recording, is sitting right next to me. <laughs> oh, she did go off in my kitchen. I don't know if I don't know if your listener heard her. Um, <laughs> um I will. I uh then Becca gets to a thousand followers. I don't know how to like reward people following you that that seems I'm challenging great. that's your reward <laughs> i have really cool pictures from when i went to disney you'll get lots of selfies you do you get to see cool pictures of of, of her in disney um <laughs> if we get becca to a thousand followers what will we do we will we will becca i need something should we like should we should we dm all 276 of them being like hey yeah, thanks I do that. a little video message of like hey thank hey, you so much great. for following me I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, you're I great. appreciate you, which is like my phrase. She will dear Evan Hansen your inbox. She dear, will dear follower dear at so and so. Dear follower, today's gonna be a great day, and here's why. <laughs> because you're awesome, and I appreciate you. And that she will do that if she gets to a thousand. She'll do the last two hundred and seventy-six yep. of them. And if she does do that, then I'll send her a camp bacon and eggs hoodie or something. I'm into that. 
<laughs> I didn't know I was getting anything out of this. I'm into it. I'm literally wearing bacon. Well, you're and also going to get right thousand. <laughs> I know, but you don't have camp bacon. And I have eggs a lot merch. of bacon and eggs merch, Tyler. <laughs> I know. I, I'm aware. <laughs> Which we appreciate very, very much. Uh, so thank you so much, Becca, for joining me. When you said that you had never, uh, like, before we started, you were like, Eni got to be on a brunch. I get to be on this. I was like, you've never been on no. our show? I was, I was like, genuinely surprised. Uh, I was also surprised that Eni's never been on a, on a flagship episode. That's so, a cool way of putting uh, that. That's wild. Flagship episode? Yeah, this is the flagship. That's cool. What is the other one? The rowboat? No, it's the hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious um so thank you so much for joining us and uh you can you can follow her at becca Addos. you can follow me at amara carlin you can follow big the show at bacon next pod on twitter and instagram uh devation does all of our graphics at graphite.vmb andrew scott bell does our music uh Andrew Scott Bell music. I don't know. The thing, the correct way of putting it is in the bio <laughs> below. Um, Bacon and Ice is a proud member of WBNE, WBNE.org for all of your favorite podcasts. If you haven't listened to their shows, they're super, super good. There's Sincerely Us, which is what Becca is on. There's uh, Bagels, which I am on. And there is Hello from Elsewhere, which Casey and Valerie are on. Val- oh my gosh. Is Valerie the right yeah, name? Valerie. Oh my gosh. I literally just exploded. Yeah, right. Okay. I would have corrected Thank you. you. I, it came out of my mouth. It came out of my mouth, and I was like, her name's that cool, well, right? and Casey was just on our <laughs> show. So if you like Casey, you should go listen to our last episode with him and Newsies. And Eni was on his show. Yeah. So many things. So yeah. many crossovers. Truly by coincidence. We didn't know it on <laughs> He was on. But they. Tolkien. But he was also yeah. on. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, genuinely, no. we did not do this on purpose. There was a there was just a need for guests, and, and that's what mm-hmm. we have the network for. Uh, uh, but we, we produce many, many good things. If you'd like to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out the $5 tier. Uh, the 1st of February is when this comes out, I think. Or maybe not. No, not quite. Uh, no, that's 30th. Saturday. So today's yeah. the 30th. Uh, Saturday, the 1st of February rolls around. If you're thinking about trying it, go ahead and try it. We don't charge your card until the 1st of the following month. So if you try it and you don't like it and you don't feel like you're getting $5 value out of it, then cancel it. I, I promise you, uh, I don't think that you will cancel it. But I, if you need to, that's totally fine. People have done it before. No hard feelings. Uh, but yeah, come come hang out with us on Discord and listen to the hash browns. I, think I mean, the community really like literally it. changed my uh, life. So there's your... There's your vote for me. I'm on there constantly talking to people. She is. You can talk to Becca all the time and Casey Mm -hmm. all the time. Yes. Uh, And that's all that I have. Is there anything else that you have? Uh, My show is at Sincerely Us Pod on all platforms. Um, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I'm very good at promoting my own show. Uh, and her show is very good. Seriously, if you don't like musical theater, if you do like musical theater, if you've heard of musical theater, you yeah, we have a lot of people show. that don't like musical theater. Surprisingly, that listen to our show, and I'm like, sweet, because we are like this show and don't talk about musical theater the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so thank you for listening yeah. to Bacon and Eggs, and until next week, Ariva Darchi and Daddy, they took my boot. Hi, I'm Valerie. And I'm Casey. And we're a married couple who loves to travel through fictional worlds. On our podcast, Hello From Elsewhere, we dive deep into the themes and characters of movies and books, all through a positive lens. We explore all your biggest questions, like what is Steven Spielberg's obsession with father figures? What is the history of fictional maps? And why are animated foxes so attractive? Oh, Robin Hood. From Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and Jane Austen. To Star Wars, Marvel, and classic Hollywood. If it's pop culture, we're interested in exploring the meaning behind it. With new episodes every other Friday, come visit us in Elsewhere.